you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 2017 Pro Bowl vote is here. It's time to vote for the NFL's best players to earn their spot at Pro Bowl, where the best meets the next. Help your favorite player earn a coveted spot on the Pro Bowl roster. Vote today at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl vote. Going to the hurry up offense. Yes, hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's. All day breakfast, go get you some of them tender vittles, put them in your belly. You now have an expanded menu from which to choose. We got a full boat brief, though it will be here in Studio 66 to get you ready for Week 6. Game picks coming up and a whole bunch else. Mad Harmon, Handsome Hank. And newcomer, Cynthia Freeland making her debut, wet-headed and all... (laughs) We only have a couple of minutes legitimately with Cynthia Freeland. She is in high demand here at NFL Media. Hello, Cynthia. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. What a pleasure. Let's jump right into it, though. Time's a-wasting. I start with you, Cynthia. Put you on the spot here. You can watch her on NFL Fantasy Live, also NFL.com, making the fantasy pages. Game day morning. Yeah, there's oh, the actual important time to show off about everything. I didn't know that it was brag time. I thought we were hurrying up. I know. That's what I thought, too. Cindy. There's always time for that one. <laughs> All right. Which teams from the NFC East are going to the playoffs? Cynthia, I start with you. Are you going teams plural or team? You can name just one team. Of course, I think as the rules state, they're required to provide at least one team for the postseason. <laughs> I believe that is still the case. I'm going mm-hmm. Eagles. Eagles, period. Maybe Giants, but Eagles. Well, I, listen, I'd really? like a hard and fast decision. Hard and here, fast Cynthia. Eagles. Eagles, handsome. I'm going to take the you. Cowboys and the Eagles with the Cowboys winning the division. Ooh, Harmon, how's that? I like it. Just Dallas for me. Just the Cowboys. Look at that. Look at the spread there. That's fun, and that's why I bring it up, because it really has emerged as a compelling division, perhaps the most compelling division in the NFL. Is I mean, you can make a case for each of these four teams getting to the postseason. D.C. coming on a little bit. A big one against the Eagles. Perhaps Carson Wentz is going to regress now that the league's had a look at his tape and everything else. What do you think about that specifically, Cynthia? About Carson Wentz. About Carson Wentz. Regression coming or sustained success for the Rook? 
Did you see what happened after he threw that pick? Granted, it was the end of the game against the Lions. You know what happened? Nothing. He looked like a stud, like a veteran. I don't think he's going to have regression in the form of crazy chaos. I think they're putting him in a situation and the, uh, giving him the opportunity to succeed. For me, Carson Wentz is the real deal. I'd ask the other two people in Studio 66 here, but we haven't the time. <laughs> Next thing up, how many fantasy <laughs> points is Colin Kaepernick going to get? Harm in the fantasy guru, go. Oh, I don't know about guru, but I'm going to say 15. And that's points. I feel like that's a pretty conservative projection. Uh, Blaine Gabbert averages 14.2 so far, and that's almost all because he leads the NFL in rushing yards by quarterbacks. And, I mean, Kaepernick is the better runner, so I'm going to be conservative and say 15 in his first start. Handsome. Yeah, I mean, 15, 14, somewhere in that in that area. Of course, if you aren't aware, they're traveling to uh, upstate New York to play the ball. I don't actually western New York, I guess. Mm-hmm. I believe it is western. Referred to. Cynthia, how say you? I just don't think that they put him in there and restructured his contract, especially taking out an injury clause, if they don't want him to air it out. I think we see a little more like Chip Kelly craziness, a little more passing. And, of course, passing to running backs, he gets those points, too, to Carlos Hyde, you know, presumably. <laughs> then, to me, I think – the median, yeah, 15, but I think he's got a lot of, a lot more sneaky upside because they're just going to try to see what happens. Here's the storyline one from this game. Shady McCoy has it in for Chip Kelly, wants to blow up. We know Rex Ryan probably <laughs> is willing. I love a good revenge narrative. I think he'll be one of Rex's captains this week. Well, sometimes, yeah, that's exactly oh, right. I think, some teams, thing. I think some teams, the head coach might try to tamp that down. This isn't about you, fella. This <laughs> no. is about the team getting a result, and I'm sure oh, that's no. true with Rex, but you do know Rex – probably vibes to Shady's interest in uh, sticking it to his head coach. I think Shady's going to have a big game. But like Cynthia says, I think Colin Kaepernick is here, – here's a bold prediction. He's going to have more fantasy points than Matt Ryan this week. Maybe not Ooh, that bold. Ooh, hot Matt, take right that here. Is well, Matt take. Ryan is in Seattle, and so that's a tough spot to drop him into after a, a week after coming off of another tough uh, tough spot a mile high. I think, I think uh, Colin Kaepernick, as I keep saying, Blaine Gabbard can run. Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick can run, though. Yeah. Is that what – wait, did I say uh, Blaine Gabbert can run? Colin Kaepernick can run. You got it. You I did get it. that. Yeah. Nailed it. You nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. A double down on a on a meager statement. Yeah. I don't know why I needed to do that. Let's, <laughs> let, but fantasy people, real quick way in here. And, again, Matt Harmon, another fantasy real voice, quick. as I point out. Don't real quick me with a drop. Real That's quick. unfair to me. Um <laughs> I feel like Kaepernick in there benefits Carlos Hyde a great deal. Yes. Kaepernick already off. I mean, uh, Hyde already off to a nice season, but I think he's going to be even better now. Chip Kelly, that's the way he rolls. I think that it's a running back first kind of opportunity. And for me, Colin Kaepernick adds a lot of volatility, meaning upside as well as downside. But volatility to me means chaos. You could have some chaos with Carlos Hyde. I think both of them are high risk, high rewards this week. Well, you know, and and Kaepernick, when it, really with his true. ability to attack the defensive edge, it really makes you know it's a numbers game. Then it's just like it was in 2011. It favors the rushing attack there when you have two viable options running, the two scary options running at you. He also opens a deep passing game more. Right. I mean, Gabbert, I believe, has a 43 passer rating on of travel or passes traveling over 20 yards in the air. And Kaepernick had an 85 last year. So, I mean, he's much more adept at the deep passing. I mean, you don't even really need advanced numbers to so just watch Blaine nope. Gabbert. You see, he throws a fastball, though. He throws it really hard, but it's just <laughs> not really in the right area. <laughs> yeah. So, I think you you know that he's going to just 
threaten the defense more, open up more running room for for the for the running backs, not just with his legs, but also with, also with his arm. Well, and uh, I guess the name who benefits most from that is uh, is Torrey Smith as well. Couldn't get nothing. much worse. So, yep. If nothing else, uh, that's what he does best. And uh, lastly, before you run off to all your fancy duties, Cynthia. What do you? Uh, what's the best number? Oh, I, I'm trying to read here. What's the best <laughs> number? What's the? You're a numbers person. What's the best number? Like the best thing to look at if you want to see if you want to just look at one number. To answer kind of it how I answer it how it hits your ear. I have a I have my opinion on what the best jersey number. is. Oh, got it. The best jersey number. Well, it can be whatever you want it to be. The best jersey number in football is 20. I'm from Michigan, mm. so that tells you why. I mean. Wait a second. 20? Why? Why is that Michigan? Friendly? Barry Sanders. Come on. Oh, Detroit. I'm thinking <laughs> University of. That's what it is. Barry about. Sanders. That's I grew up like, you know, we'd go to Meyer, we'd get goldfish. I'd pick one. I would name him Barry Sanders. We'd go rinse and okay, repeat. Okay, perfect. Repeat. You're too young to remember <laughs> the guy who wore 20 before that was Billy Sims, who is one of my three or four favorite running backs See? ever to watch. He, well, he it works out both ways then. Sure. All right. Cynthia, you must run. That was a great job. Oh, Go Sorry. off and do your stuff. We have to. We, this was a. This was a. Um, an, an appetizer. Appetizer. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, wet hair appetizer. Yeah. A yeah. fun little warm up, but we'll do it again uh, sooner rather than later. Yes. Meantime, like I say, NFL Fantasy Live, Game Day Morning, NFL.com, giving you the fantasy tips. And beyond, a pleasure to see you. She is in contention for the NFL Media's Rookie of the Year, <gasps> Reggie Wayne. Roy. That's, yeah. that's big stuff. <laughs> we have Reggie Wayne. Who Darn else? It. We Reggie have Wayne? I don't want to be up against him in anything. Oh, come on. <laughs> what's 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 he ever done? <laughs> I, and now get, I hope uh, you fellows are ready to answer best number here. Oh, I've got a lot of uh, thoughts on that. Beat it, Freeland. We'll see you. We'll see you hopefully soon uh, in the hallways, if not uh, <laughs> if not here in Studio 66. All right, let's get to it. Handsome Hank, why don't you answer it next? My answer, similar to Cynthia, I'm going to choose number 13. Is Dan Marino's number. What I like that he did is that he picked a number that's supposedly unlucky mm-hmm. and still overcame all the bad luck did to he? be the best quarterback of all time. Did he? Yes. You sure? I'm positive. There's one thing that he didn't yeah, do. Yeah, all right. We don't need to go into that. Mm. Now, maybe if he hadn't worn 13, he would have won the big mm, game. Possibly. It's an argument to be made. You know what number is cursed? I've made this case before on the Sheck Report. 14 may oh. be the most uh, – was I? It's uh, hideous. It's such an ugly number. It doesn't work. Does well, it's it a cursed in sports history if is you it? go through it. Even the guys who, I'm who down wore to talk about that. First of all, the guys who wore it best are Pete Rose and Dan Fouts. Well, Dan Fouts never even got to a Super Bowl, and Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame for reasons that we know. Right. And those are the two success stories of 14. Mm -hmm. If you go through it, Andy Dalton, the the BB gun, he needs to get rid of 14. That's that's the first order of business. Well, that's not going to happen. There are some numbers that I think look bad on some positions, but better on others, especially the, the numbers in the teens that the quarterbacks and the wide receivers wear. But 14, ugly on receivers, ugly on quarterbacks. It's just all around not a good number. Well, so what is the best? Hunter? The best number is 25. And it's really not arguable. For one, it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. I, I mean, right out of the gate, I disagree with that. I well, don't agree with okay, that. Okay, well, it took look too wide. No, 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 no. Also, yeah, it's too bulky. It's numbers. too bulky. You're right. No, but that well. I like twenty-two. If you're going twenty-two going in the twenties, twenty-two is good. I think twenty-two is better on cornerbacks than it is on running backs. I think there's a difference You're right. There. It's good for a corner. Uh, yeah, it's like Asante Samuel yeah. really pulled off the 22. You but know what's funny about that is that when you see, when you can see generations, sort of like Cynthia was talking about, 20 running backs of a certain age probably like that number because of the association right. with one of the best to ever do it. 24 
has now emerged as the number to have as a corner. For corners, yeah. Probably because of Ike Taylor. If not, maybe Darrell Revis. Has Champ Bailey was 24. Too. Yep, that's right. Now the kid, Josh Norman wears 2-4. Who else? But anyway, go ahead. Harvey. But 25 I like because it's a quarter. And if we know that among change, quarter is the most valuable, not only because it is – you know, worth more than pennies, nickels, and dimes. But also, if you've ever – I was tweeting yesterday about being at the laundromat. Like, if you use a laundromat in your or the machine in your building, the quarter – I mean, you're hunting around, like, we drugs for jerseys. quarters. No, but it's all related. <laughs> Numbers and jerseys, it makes you think and of things. And coins at the laundromat. Exactly, because that – like, listen, if you go to a laundromat, you know how valuable a quarter is. So what is. you're saying is – Whenever you see a running back or a corner wearing number twenty-five, you think, "Oh, I better take some quarters to the laundromat." Or I just, and I then just, that helps you. I just get that same feeling of like when you find a random quarter, you're like, "Oh man, what a win!" Also, like as a kid, I used to play those claw machines a lot, <laughs> and that was another thing. Like anytime I'd get a quarter, I'd be like, I'm "Saving this for the claw machine." And then uh, you got a jersey with a number twenty-five on. See, what are we doing it's all cyclical. here? No all human happening. being. No human. I mean, that, you've really gone down a rabbit hole because no human <laughs> being in. in in the recorded history of people, has ever gotten any victory out of that right. claw game? Nothing oh no, no, no! I used me and my sister used to be money on that as kids. Uh, more with the money talk. We're trying to talk about jersey numbers. The correct answer. I've said it before. <laughs> I say it again, and it will be true for all of time. Seven is the correct answer Seven because it works numbers. across the four major sports. If you're a QB, awesome. You seven. look like he actually is a number. Not only is he wearing seven, he is making the shape of a number well, seven. Well, the thing That's I always point. say about the number seven, make it with your hand. Make it with your hands or just look at it. It's aspirational. Why? Because it's an arrow pointed upward to the stars. That's where you're headed if you're wearing number seven. If you're a high-scoring winger in puck or even on the blue line, it's nifty looking. You know, it's a, it's an arrow. It's the tip of the spear. It's cool looking. Baseball, of course, Mickey Mantle. And uh, and basketball, I think it's a nifty number for a point guard or, or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, even actually for a heavy set uh, center. That's kind of cool. I like it when defensive linemen in college football wear seven. It's quite slimming, I find. Mm -hmm. Or when kickers wear like 99. 99. Yeah. That's always funny. That's but always funny. I, like growing up when I was watching football, obviously, like Michael Vick was a big thing. Like back when I was in middle school, high school. So I always see seven and associated with scrambling quarterbacks. Well, I like it. Uh, I like to call Ben Roethlisberger seven just because it gets under the skin of Broncos fans. How dare you call Roethlisberger seven? There's only one seven. Who, Mickey? Is that who? No, no, no. That's not who you're talking about. All right, let's start the show. Yes, once again, hi and hello and welcome to the DDFP. And once again, we are presented by McDonald's all-day breakfast. I could really go mm, for some. I, I don't even do want to think about it because it will only distract me. I do want to say, though, speaking of breakfast, I, uh, I filled in and uh, great thanks to Rich Eisen, Chris Law, Chris Brockman, and everybody else at uh, – at the Eisen show, I filled in on Wednesday. He was off being a better uh, Jew than, than I am because uh, he was off for Yom Kippur. Mm -hmm. So I filled in there, talked to Eric Davis and uh, Big Cat from Barstool Sports on the heels of a big win for his Cubs. So he was over the moon. Jonah Carey, go dig that uh, that show up if you want to hear about impressive that. Impressive stuff, Dave. The thing that was, imp was impressive is up it's world. a machine over there. They right. You walk in and – Everything on the desk is laid out for you. I mean, like there, if you're watching us here, we appreciate you watching us here on uh, on NFL.com. Is everything not laid out for you here? 
Mm. Look at that. I got your schedule. Your NFL. Cuts. All the, everything Dave has to read Staple. out is written. Oh, wow. it's, it's typed up. Wow. On a, on a Let card. me just say, NFL.com slash DDFP. You can watch us. We appreciate you listening to us as well and uh, subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher or beyond or go to NFL.com slash podcasts. All good ways to consume the show. In fact, the best way to do it, all of them. Just do all like yeah. go. Just play it safe and listen mm. and watch every every which way. What do you have to do? You That's know? right. That's exactly right. Yeah, you're biding time until football arrives uh, on the weekend. Um, but Eisen, so yeah, they I mean, they have it all blocked off MVP. I mean, every 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 second of the show is laid out on pages all over the place. But the, the real treat was about a half hour, 45 minutes before the show, they uh, somebody came up to me and said, uh, what would you like for breakfast? And I said, of course, can I get uh, an egg McMuffin? And they said, oh, we, we don't have that. But they had uh, a chef or something nearby and they, they cooked me up a breakfast sandwich. Wow, that is nice treatment. That is terrific. That is something we should deliver to me. Emma VP, that's, I, you know, that's I'll special. I'll have a, I'll have a hash brown and and a uh, a McGriddle if you please. There's room in the corner back there, f- definitely for some kind of a, a cook- yeah. cooking apparatus. Yeah. It'd be at nice. least a foreman. I'll work on something. that. It'd be nice. That's all I'm saying. It was a nice treatment. Now I'm back here. You know, I feel a little bit like I'm. Maybe we can replace <laughs> replace Bartlett with an oven. Well, there it's go. a sad day here on the DDFP for us because uh, one of our another of our this is the way it works here at the NFL. Some people um, are part time and so they move on. I get that question uh, from from people. Why is Black Tie moving on? Or well, actually, Black Tie got he a, just left. Yeah, he yeah, got he a good he, he got a nice <laughs> job up in San Francisco, so he did. But when we say goodbye to people, Emma VPs come in and come out, and and uh, you know we said our farewells to her today. It's Kent Brown's turn. Dave, I feel like a, this goes against your whole pet theory of it's best not to have a pet because they will eventually that's right. die. Which I it's still a little bit. It's still it's still extraordinary, it. but I don't like it. You're right. It's a little bit similar to what happened. You know, you've you've in a, in essence been given a bunch of goldfish, and every seven months they pass. Goldfish. On. Well, I mean, that's that's. I was trying to find something with the same lifespan of of, of a seven month. I had a, uh, I had a goldfish die the night I got it. So yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. We were all been there. My sister Amy had a uh, goldfish, and uh, one day she went into her room, and uh, when we were growing up, and and said, uh, "My goldfish is gone." And we said, "What do you mean <laughs> gone?" Uh, it disappeared, and uh, about a uh, half hour later, after searching the room, we found it <laughs> in a nearby game of uh, cat's eye. Is what it was called. <laughs> it was, it was an old game with marbles. Why was it in How did it get in there? It jumped out of the bowl and into a box. Why? I, what do you mean? Why? I don't know. Why I, I, I know what that? a goldfish does. Well, I thought you were a noted goldfish I know m- as much about what uh, goldfish think about and care as much about what a goldfish right. thinks about as much as I care about what uh, the producers behind the glass think about. You know? It's a <laughs> they're not typing so, stuff out for you. So, so far, they've been called goldfish. Check I'm going to call my next goldfish, Kent Brown. They're I bl- like all you guys back there. They're below the liners. Oh, before I say anything else, you know what was crazy? Let me show you this. If the camera can push in, I'm just thinking about this now. Here's a crazy little thing. And then, by the way, we're going to get to the week six picks here momentarily. But if you can push in on this, uh, Director J.D., um, I want you to see this and see what everybody here in the studio looks here. The professor is directing us, and he is going to push in here. Look at look at. Uh, what oh, I saw I was, this. I was in my car. I was in the car the other uh, yesterday, uh, last uh, last evening on my way home in, on the 405, and I felt something like, oh, what is that? And I went into my 
went into my mouth, and I pulled out a shard of glass. Why is a shard of glass in my mouth? I have no idea how it got there. Aren't you the one to answer yeah, that I, question? Shouldn't you be asking other people? And also, shouldn't you be fasting? My my theory on this is that Dave is supposed to be fasting and is eating uh, glass instead of the food. <laughs> That's how I got by. It's that scene yeah. in The Grinch. This point, my Jim belly Carrey one. I got a lot of great uh, tweets. I did tweet that out on uh, on Wednesday, and a lot of people had yes. some funny theories. And uh, maybe I'm like Jean-Claude Van Damme in blood sport training. Remember when he fought uh, Tong Po? I don't know if that was blood sport or not, but either way, Tong Po, that was the most ridiculous fight thing in, in movie. <laughs> well, the most ridiculous thing in movie history is when Flash Gordon and Prince Baron have their uh, fight to the death on uh, Voltans uh, in his kingdom out on this floating uh, yeah. circle in the sky, and it shoots spikes, and it moves up and down. And these two are – it's a limited space, smaller than Studio 66 probably. But amidst all these other things with spikes coming up and down out of the ground, and it's trying to throw you off the the edge with its movement and everything else, the heart of the battle is it's two guys, and the only weapons they get, whips. A whip fight. A whip fight. There's no winner in a whip fight. Right. Speaking of no winners – Van Damme and Tong Po do battle, and in one round, they go over to their respective corners. They dip their knuckles in glue. Then they dip them in shards of glass. Then they go fight each other. Who's Who Who wins that? Not your face, but also not your hands. I, I have gotten exactly zero references that you dropped in the last five minutes here. That's right. We're, we're hipping now Dave. for the, uh, for the uh, people Dave. who were 11 years old in 1983. Yes, handsome. Um, Kent Brown, Kent Brown, about oh, yes. twenty minutes ago, stood up. He thought that he's been <laughs> yeah. looking for an in now for seven months. Yeah. I think to get on this show. This is his big moment to say goodbye, and you've talked right. over him for fifty. Well, minutes I want to say about first, nonsense. Kent Brown, gangbusters work. If you have enjoyed watching every Tuesday, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, and I do our Time Machine football. Mm-hmm. We look ahead to Thursday night football's matchup by looking back at uh, two of the t- the two teams previous matchup or one of their uh, better matchups there. Kent Brown, all the work on that. All the uh, so much uh, work, uh, a lot of research involved in it. He's been a gangbusters addition and now he'll be a a big loss for us here uh, Mm -hmm. on the DDFP. And best of all, he's a Pittsburgh guy. So uh, so that's great. Kent Brown, your final thoughts. Well, first of all, you guys talked goldfish earlier. The only pet I have ever had in my life was a goldfish named Goldie, passed away very quickly. And so it brought back memories where it's like, this is a farewell. That was my only farewell to the pet I once had. So a poignant remembrance for Goldie. I I wanted to, I I think I pointed out before, but my favorite quarterback, the the worst quarterback competition of all time, I believe, 1994 to follow Phil Simms, the New York Giants, Kent Graham and Dave Brown battled it out through the months of June, July and August to see who could be uh, Mm. the, the, the heir to... Jeff I still remember. Phil Sims. I still remember the John Beck Rex Grossman pillow well, that, fight from that Washington. Was, that, that was, was bad. pretty bad. But this this was actually worse. And so Kent Brown is obviously the the combination of of Kent Graham and Dave Brown. <laughs> Never thought of that. Um, Yikes. And uh, and and that's that's what I always think of, and we'll always think. Of. Also, he started for the Steelers when I was young. Kent Graham was a Steeler at a, for a brief time as well, and he wasn't that good. And I got a lot of crap for that in school for sure. <laughs> I also like to point out uh, on occasion. W- names that are weird for a baby to have, and Kent is right <laughs> Kent near the top right of the <laughs> Oh, isn't he adorable? Look at that cute little guy. Oh, he's such a sweetie. What's his name? Kent. 
Yeah. That is a, that is that's a Gary. that's a good point. Weird. Yeah. There are some names that like are only specific for a certain time period of your life. I've never thought about that that way. That's a good well, and then really of course point. the inverse is true too. Yeah, the inverse is also true. You oh know? yeah, like Toby the baby is cute, but uh, like uh, you don't walk in for an interview, serious minded, button down. He wants. I want to be in the FBI. I grew up. I always wanted to be a Fed and take down the bad guys and uh, keep our society safe. Oh uh, well, and it's nice to meet you. And what's your and what's your name, Toby? You know, like, ah, all right, Toby. I don't you have to be careful, out. though, because mm-hmm. I think one of the other ones is Ike. But don't tell Ike I think that. And I was actually named after Kent Cigarettes, not the region <laughs> where the Rolling Stones are from. The, oh. I should tell people the Rolling Stones are from the Kent region in England. Nope, I was named after cigarettes. Cigarettes, huh? You were named after cigarettes. Kent Cigarettes, yes. <laughs> I mean, exactly how obsessed was was one or both of your parents that they would name you after cigarettes? Well, in theory, okay, my dad's not a smoker. My mom was. She saw a guy on the billboard when she was driving down Route 30 in uh-huh. Pittsburgh, you sure. know, Route 30. Yeah. And she saw the guy there. She said, Kent's a good name. I like Kent. I like the guy on the billboard. I want some cigarettes to now. Name my son. No joke. This is exactly how my family named our first dog. We were driving down the road, and we saw a, a, a Dixie pawn shop. My dad's Camel like, we're naming likes. the dog Dixie. No, 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 no. Not cigarettes, <laughs> but I'm saying, Ken, you and my family's dog, they found names the same way. <laughs> I should tell people the Rolling Stones. Yeah, would I would stick with story. that I would story. go with that. I would stick with that one. Wow, that's that is, that is uh, that's really quite a thing. Named after a cig. I love it. <laughs> how do you qu- how do you quit though after that? Like if you're trying to quit smoking yeah. and then every time they, I can't they, quit, they, they speak I'm, to you. That would be di- that would doing uh, it for my son. That would yeah. be disrespectful to I, my my little boy. Or if I started smoking as a kid, I could have been like, "Well, you named me after them. It's your you don't fault. Think they're that bad. It's true. Nothing better than ba- blaming your parents for your problems." All right, real quick here, we have a lot to get to. Kent, a quick quiz. He among his uh, his many skills in life, um, he can tell you, or it seems like he can. Let's put him to the test here. Any celebrity or certainly athlete from the Pittsburgh area, he can tell you where that person went to school. Real quick, let's try it. LeVar Arrington. North Hills. What? I mean, like, I didn't even get the surname out before you. Yeah, no kidding. I think this would be a fun to have uh, some some music going if you want to play it underneath there. But uh, Ditka. Ditka's Aliquippa. That's right. Mo Damashek went to Hopewell right next door, but they grew up in the same neighborhood. That's where Tony Dorsett went. <laughs> Tony, that's right, and and Mo went to Hopewell, and uh, but she grew up on the same in the same neighborhood as Ditka, and she was not allowed to play with Mike Ditka because uh, he used to pull down girls' underpants on the monkey bars. Now that is a good piece of trivia. And it's Hopewell, tri- Paul Puzlesny, Hopewell grad. That's right, and also <laughs> we and uh, and also Mo, we once asked that, or Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel asked Mike Ditka. About Mo Damashek's story at the time, Mo uh, M- Michelle Zubasic in uh, in Aliquippa area, and he confirmed the veracity of her account. Hmm. Um, All right, there you go. Ken Griffey Jr. or Ken Griffey Senior, I should say. Well, he's from Denora. It was Ringgold, whatever they want to call the high school at the point. Uh, he's he's from Denora, same town where Stan Musial's from. And it, this is a funny stat: Ken Griffey Jr. and Stan Musial born on the same day. And so Ken Griffey Jr., he grew up saying, I'm not the best baseball player born in Denora, PA, on my date. It's Stan Musial. You're wow. a weird dude, Kent Brown. I was going to say, this is. <laughs> Let's go. Marino. Central Catholic. Everyone knows. Montana. Also Ringgold, Monongahela, the same area where Ken Griffey's from. Namath. Namath is Beaver Falls. Unitas. St. Justin's, the same high school that my <laughs> grandfather really went to. is weird. My grandfather went to St. Justin's with John Unitas' older brother. Joe Walton. 
I don't know. No, neither do I. I don't have the. <laughs> that, that's the. That's that's the secret that we didn't tell Kent. We have no idea what the <laughs> answers are. Could have been making all that up. <laughs> no idea. Darrell Revis. Aliquippa. Of course. Mercury Morris. I didn't know he was a Pittsburgh guy. I'd have to say I know he's from Pittsburgh. I don't know exactly, but I'm going to guess. Out. I'm going to guess Westinghouse. Yeah, I sounds right to correct. me. Correct. Nailed right. it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Good. Well done, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's from. Well, he's not technically from Pittsburgh. He's from like a little bit outside mm. of the. Is that outside not, of your range of outside knowledge? Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's a Western PA guy. I can't tell you the exact high school. Outside Pittsburgh High. Terrell Pryor. <laughs> I played against him in high school football and basketball. Jeanette High School. Did you tackle oh, well. him? No, and then he peeps. No, uh, but we did beat him. We were the we were the last team to beat him on his way. You beat Terrell Pryor? How's that yeah. possible? I'm How's always fascinated. Does this never come up? If you, I always say that. I mean, if you played against not in basketball, you know, but if uh, you know who uh, you Levy and Bell or whatever, if you played against him, didn't he score every time he touched the ball? Derrick right. Henry, didn't he? Who? What the sixteen-year-old kid was going to wrap up Derrick Henry and take him down? Real quick, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa's Taylor Alderdice. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, he's either – he's Mount Lebo. Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol, I mean, I know he went to the same church a lot of my ancestors went because they're all Slovak, that they come over on the north side because we're Slovak Americans. <laughs> High school-wise, though, I'm going to say he went to – what's the one in Oakland uh, that's no longer there? Carrick? Or no, no, that's not Carrick. Uh, Brashear? Sounds oh, right. Sounds what, correct. Yeah, you're right. No, you got it right. Okay. Nailed it. And Ken Brown, where did Ken Brown go to high school? East Allegheny Wildcats, and then Woodland Hills, kind of both of those schools growing up both. All right. The great uh, Ken Brown, everybody. Thanks for all the work, pal. Just, just to recap, we learned he's named after cigarettes. We learned he's got that amazing <laughs> talent. He's wearing a shirt that says Kent, literally. I mean, you should write a book. It's true. I think you have much. That's all you need. Many have written books with far less yeah. Yeah. Uh, f- uh, fascinating anecdotes. Great uh, great stuff, Ken Brown. We look forward to you rejoining us here as, uh, as soon as you possibly can. We're better for your uh, presence here. All right, let's get to it now. We have some games to get to, and I'm sorry. That uh, was fascinating to me, so I had to – I had I could, I could have just kept it to three or four. That was but, worthwhile. Yeah, to me it was. We do hey, this. back. We do it every Thursday. Wait a second. Cynthia Freeland, late-breaking news. She's coming in here just in time. Look at that. Just in time to get to uh, two of our Thursday items that we do every week. Two things you're watching on TV this week. And Handsome Hank, I start with you. Uh, I'm going to start with um, the Alabama-Tennessee game. Mm. I think that's going to be a blowout. Probably will. Bam. But I I like to watch a football game on a Saturday. You're right. Fair enough. And then the second thing is uh, Dave, your Steelers and my Miami Dolphins playing on Sunday, which will be a blowout. Oh, we'll get to that. I don't know. We'll talk about it. I know, because every week you sit here and you say, no, I think the other team's going to win and beat the Steelers. But this have to do that. This is a classic Steelers letdown game. This is exactly. (laughs) You know, and I know you know it, too. It's tough to get let down. This is what Mike Tomlin, for a decade now, when they play teams on the road, that have winning percentages around 250. That's these are inexplicably this, the that games may be that they true, lose. but this, this is, is not it. possible this week. They're, this is a horrible mismatch. We'll get into it. Harmon, how say you? Well, you know, last time I was on the show, I mentioned that Alex and I are rewatching How I Met Your Mother. We're still doing. <laughs> we're still doing that, much to your chagrin. <laughs> for Alex Gelhar fantasy. Why that? 
I told you last time I was here, and it's still for the same reason. Because for one, it's an easy show to just watch, and like we've already seen it a thousand times, so you don't have to like pay attention. You can do work while you're while it's on. You can pay attention to the dog, which he's very demanding, of course. Um, so you can do other stuff while you're watching it, and it's an emotionally charged show that you know was really good at one point, but it then is, eventually uh... is gonna break your heart at the end. And I think that's a good metaphor for life that eventually all things will go terrible. I well, first of all, I disagree with the contention that it's emotionally charged. The problem with me with uh, how I met your mother <laughs> was always. It, I mean, it was better written than some snoots would like to give it credit for being. But the lead in it, Ted, is annoying. He's insufferable. But yes, well, so then how can you get through that? <laughs> how Big- can you keep? How can you binge watch it? I don't know. I am so, but uh, because it's 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 a good like. There are so many times in that series where. You get to, like, you really feel something. And, like, the, the show makes you feel things. And you sometimes only have so much time on the big blue marble, and you're wasting time yeah. rewatching a mediocre sitcom. Cheers is out there. Why don't you I've go never back seen and- Cheers. We've already Ra- discussed this. I- Right, but, that, but now you can That's the right because I don't really, I don't really have the time and attention to dedicate to a show that I have not seen before yet. I've just. I'm sorry, you don't like <laughs> I, I'm a better written and better performed show. It's, I, I didn't say I didn't I like it. I just said that there's a reason for it. I don't have to pay that much attention All right, to it while it's so on. That, so that's one of your viewings. And then for football things, I, I'm obviously to <laughs> going to. Well, I'm going to be watching NFL football. I get paid to do that. Uh, humble brag alert. But I think that one thing I've been watching, paying attention to, is this theme of 2016 to me is the redemption of these wayward soul running backs. You know, Kristen Michael, Terrence West, Spencer Ware, Isaiah Crowell. Mm. I'm going to be watching a lot of those guys this weekend, especially like Kristen Michael I think has got a great matchup coming up. Terrence West basically got Mark Tressman canned because he didn't give him the ball in the second half. I'm big on Terrence West. I'm big on Spencer Ware, all these guys. So I'm going to watch the continuation of my theme of 2016. New broom sweeps clean with the new OC in Baltimore. One, I I don't know how to gauge. Is there any evidence that a quarterback or an offense performs better in that first week? We saw Buffalo kind of turn it around when Anthony Lynn moved on. I don't know what to think about Flacco, but I wonder if – they will now focus on people who have been calling for this since he was drafted, Kenneth Dixon. I wonder if he now emerges. He uh, didn't emerges. look good at all, though, last week. I mean, he looked, which to be expected, like he's a fourth round. That was what was so obnoxious on Twitter about Kenneth Dixon was like basically already going into the Hall of Fame per everybody tweeting at me. Uh, so it was just – I think he's just not ready to be a full-time player yet. Maybe someday, but Terrence West has looked good. He's a power running back. He's sustaining. And I think you're right that anecdotally – it does seem that teams turn it around in that first week mm-hmm. or at least are energized by a coaching change. Uh, Cynthia Freeland, back with us now in Studio 66. <laughs> Jump on in, sis. Who? Do you, what are you going to be looking at this weekend, um, football this, or beyond? So we're going Cubs first. I'm sure you maybe already brought that up due to the picture. We have not you. talked about okay. it. Okay, so I'm going to be watching whoever the Cubs take on on Saturday. I mean, I'm actually technically a Tigers fan, but I did spend a lot of time in Chicago, and since they're not in the same division, I kind of adopted. I mean, mm. Wrigley is so much fun. If you've never been there, you have I to I said go. the same thing to Big Cat. I've said it before on uh, when talking to Barstool, to uh, Big Cat from Barstool. Three of or, or so of my 20 or so greatest days on the planet Earth involved Wrigley Field experiences in the surrounding area. Of course, if you if you experience it a few times, you can't help but root for the Cubs a little you bit. You can't. And it's like it's just the best place. And you can watch on the roof decks and you can look over and it's just it's awesome. I've actually even done like the nine nine. Have you done that? The you what? Like a, you eat like a hot dog and you have a beer in each inning. 
No. Whoa. <laughs> One hot dog per inning? I you mean, beer. Like, like, that can happen. But <laughs> the whoa, beer whoa, whoa, was whoa. harder for me. <laughs> well, see, I mean, the beer is easy, but the hot dog, wow. Luckily, we kind of cheated with, like, smaller hot dogs, but – um, but yeah, so it's, that is not going to be a that, next, yeah. ne- a good next day. Right. That is not going to be a good morning. If you just listened to me, you would think I was like 350 pounds, but I did it. No, no, no. You're 240 <laughs> at most. I would say yep. the, uh, like- <laughs> the, um, yeah, I've, I've said this before, although I have, uh, heard that it is much improved, especially out in the bleachers, but the weird, sad irony of Wrigley field, it's such a glorious place, but Dodger stadium has better food than Wrigley field. You would think a Dodger stadium would have crummy like just sushi or something but in fact they have good uh, vittles but Wrigley vittles. has typically not had good food but I do hear I, I hear they have a great new uh, wiener stand out in the mm. bleachers that's wonderful <laughs> so okay Cubs yeah, so the other I, thing I want to I'm actually kind of interested in this Kansas City at Oakland game mm-hmm. I want to see if Alex Smith who's Alex Smith I feel like every year we kind of question like what's going on is he going to get it to Jeremy Matt what what is going on here I think if there's any game where we get a chance to see what they've got this is this is the one Jamal Charles is back Spencer Ware like you talked about and I think that can I mean Oakland gives up uh, what it's one of a few teams to give up over a thousand yards in the air so far this season I think that's 1600 yards leads the NFL yeah 1600 correct so it's a lot it is a lot. Quite a bit. Lucky they didn't Freeland spend all that took, money on Smith. I was going to say. <laughs> Freeland took one of my answers. Casey Oakland, I've said it many times before. I will say it again now. This is not one of. It is the best uniform matchup available <laughs> in the NFL when the Chiefs travel, especially when they wear the red pantaloons and uh, against the silver and black. You will not see a more aesthetically pleasing ball game, especially when that California sun is uh, is over there, golden hour and all that. I would agree Everything with looks you, better but, in the California. Tonight, it's true. The Thursday night game this week, the the Chargers color rush. Oh, that's going to be Absolutely good. Absolutely beautiful. Very nice, very nice. Yes. I even color rushed myself today. You did. You're all blue. In honor, <laughs> in honor of the Chargers. What is that, like a periwinkle? Is that what you it's, would call that's that? That's definitely okay. not a periwinkle. It's like a slate blue. Uh, and yeah. I'm also going with uh, – well, I'm going to watch all the football games, obviously, on Saturday and Sunday, or as many as I can consume. Yep. But uh, I'm going to also throw in a vote for Westworld. Yes. Been watching? Yeah, it's fun. What I is, like it. What is that? It's I kind of out it. there. Of course, you're too busy with uh, <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. I've actually never watched How I Met Your Mother, so. Oh, come on. It's a Dave, good show. Cynthia, take my word for it. You're fine. Well, You'll the thing okay. is, it's a I've good watched... show, but it is going to hurt you in the end. Nah. I mean, I say I've watched Why would I want to do that then? I didn't know it was coming. But I'm it's just not... saying. Trust me. Marginal uh, emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. I've sitting through that Dis- mess. Disagree. All right. Um, but you, do, you will hear Bob Saget doing the VO. Which is pretty great. That's weird. Except now that I've seen him do his comedy in in real life, I can't. I yeah. can't unhear that, and it's now I'm just like, you're not getting the best Bob Saget. You're getting, like, watered-down PG. No but fun. this is a little bit better than full house Bob Saget. Oh, he's quite filthy. Emma VP Hilarious. behind the glass. You want us to skip dad jokes, eh? Yeah, I think we should get right down to the picks. All right, but we have hey. a bounty of them. You don't want to like I don't. You don't want to honor any uh, all the listeners out there who submitted their own dad jokes. We appreciate you doing so. Hashtag. We do appreciate it, but we've been talking so much nonsense that they we got to get down to the picks. Okay, so <laughs> she here, might be she I, might be right. <laughs> okay, executive decision then by Emma VP behind the glass. I appreciate it, but do keep the dad jokes coming. Hashtag. Yeah, I love dad jokes. Dad Please. jokes. We have. We we really did. Uh, you guys outdid yourselves uh, by submitting them there, and it will buy everybody here in Studio 66 another seven days to conjure their best dad jokes. Did you have one ready? To I go have answer? a new one that I that I made up. 
Did you? <laughs> yep. I, I can't help it, Emma V. Let's, you know what? Let's start the Red Challenge flag segment, and then we'll mix in Handsome okay. somewhere along it's the way. It's there. It's Perfect. ready to go. All right, Cynthia, you're not expected to sing because this is your first go-around here. Everybody else, though, get ready. Here we go. Red Challenge flag picks for week six. Red, Red Challenge flag picks. picks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was taken aback the first we, time we I had to do it, too. We harmonized there. I feel like we, we <laughs> met harmonized. Good. Oh, I've never heard that one before. Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> that was hey, very nice. Shaq, I think we should give Cynthia a chance there to yeah. sing along. You got to do it. You yeah, made me I mean, do it the first time I came on the here, show. You're right. So, so you're right. set it up properly for her, and let's have her well, do it. By herself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, in fact, she didn't even need the instrumental. I'm, I literally had. Go ahead, Cynthia. Ready? I, Three, two, one, go. No, you have to do it with me. Red challenge flag. Oh. Right, try it again. Listen, try I'm again. sorry, Emma VP. How can we get to the get pick right. if she's not going to participate? <laughs> Ready? You have to do it with me. Ready? Okay, well, I'll do it with you. Right. Ready? One, two, three. Here we go. Red, Red challenge, challenge flag picks. All right. Harmon, you were there for Cynthia. Thank goodness. goodness. I'm here for you. That was nice. Thank you. That was very nice. Before we jump hey, into we week some, six, yeah, you need we have flags. to look back quickly. Handsome Real Hank quick. had a banner week, week five. Do we have anything to honor his uh, his deeds there, or should Handsome just uh, – No, no, it's fine. Emma's prepared a graphic for me. Oh, she has prepared oh. a, a <laughs> graphic. I do want – We've do discussed it at length. Look at what Handsome did here. Handsome highlights indeed. Four and one in the Red Challenge picks last week. 13 and six leading the way. Over me and Matt Money Smith and everybody else who's joining us for the picks here. You said Vic Beasley, and he was dominant. He showed up on almost every defensive snap for the Falcons in that big win a mile high. You said the Falcons look good. You said the Cowboys would upset the Bengals. Football baby had your back. I did not. You also even said Jesse James with a big game, and he had a big game. My red challenge uh, flag picks, quite sad. Mm. Thank you for doing this totally unprompted, Dave. I appreciate that. That well, listen, you know what? I'm about honoring success. Yeah, Nine and record. fourteen. Well, he has for a me. great record. Yeah, he's, he's crushing it. Huh? That's in the rearview mirror, though. Let's move for. Let's look forward together, shall we? And let's start it off with my quick picks. Is that what you want to do? Quick picks. Quick. Philadelphia against DC. A fascinating game that we mentioned already. By the narrowest of margins real in my quick, brain. Real quick. Well, that hurts my feet. Real quick. <laughs> it's a cute picture of you, though. Thank it is you. a good picture of you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles, but boy, oh, boy. I I, I don't know. This, uh, this division, like we said at the top of the show, you can make a case for each of the four teams, um, but I'll take uh, the Eagles here. Harmon, how say you? Uh, this was the hardest one for me to pick, but I eventually went with Washington here. Handsome? Yeah, I went with Washington, too. Cynthia? Uh, Eagles. Eagles. Okay, next up. Falcons at the uh, Seahawks. The Falcons decided to stay on the West Coast rather than travel back to Atlanta after Denver and then travel back across the country. Probably a sound move. I wonder how many teams have done this and what sort of success um, they've had as a result. Who do you have handsome in this one? I have the Seahawks winning it. Cynthia. Same. Seahawks. Easiest game to pick for me, Seahawks. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm with you guys too. Seahawks, Cowboys, Packers, so many great uh, showdowns between these two teams over the years. Cynthia, how say you? I back the pack. Harmon. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just going to say Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Dallas is going to win this one. Well, if yeah. she's doing it like a cheesehead, then you guys should say it like a Cowboys wonk. 
Dallas. <laughs> Cowboys. <laughs> Big D. There you go. America's team. <laughs> but I'm with uh, Freeland. I'm going with oh. the Packers on this you one. You should have said it like that. You're right. Golly. Well, I can't do it. Oh, I don't know geez. why. I lived, you just have I to, like, there for... your, your hard A. I back the pack. Back I the pack. Go pack, go. That's a dangerous place for me to go with my already hideous voice <laughs> and, and accent. When I was in Chicago for a decade and that started to uh, insinuate itself into the accent, oh, then it boy. really got atrocious. Chicago. Oh, boy. It took yeah. a little bit of time to, to, to wean myself. Yeah. <laughs> Um, little sound. So Chicago. Now I'm back to uh, dude. You from uh, Pittsburgh? Yeah, dude. Ken <laughs> Bryan's from P- Pittsburgh. All right, let's get to it. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they're not in Pittsburgh this week. The Steelers. They're down in uh, South Beach. And Cynthia Freeland, I give you the honor of starting it off with the red challenge flag. We should explain the rules. How are we going to work this, Emma VP? How do we want to do this this week with three people? Same as usual, just flags will throw everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with one person, and then the other two will have the option. Here's what we do, Cynthia. I'm going to ask you who's going to win a game. You just say who you think's going to win. Okay. Then we'll discuss it. No, no, no. Then we'll discuss it. it. We'll debate it, and then we'll see if anybody wants to throw the red challenge flag after we've sussed out uh, what's going to be with this game. All right, here we go. Red challenge flag pick starting off. Steelers at the Dolphins. Cynthia Freeland, who you got? Steelers. All right, let's discuss this now, everybody. The Steelers traveling down to Miami. Adam Gase, say, you know. No, I love Adam Gase, but I still pick the Steelers. I do, too. I, I, You know, I buy just based on the evidence of all his stops along the way, although, you know, the media uh, nationally is now mounting against Ryan Tannehill. There's enough evidence here that he's just not going to be fixed as a NFL QB. Harmon, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty tempted to say that there could be an upset here just because of the Steelers' history, like we said. they, they Mike tend- Tomlin, we, I'll say it again. When he plays teams on the road, when his Steelers go on the road and play teams with winning percentages around 250, they inexplicably seem to lose. That is a legitimate storyline. How many times here. has that happened? It's I, happened I this year already with the Eagles. I mean, they should have. The, the, the Eagles defense are defense is legit. The Eagles are a good team, but yeah. they were still like they still won thirty four to they three or lost, something like that. They've lost at Oakland a few times in the twenty first century. Yes. Bum Raiders teams that they could, uh, you know, Terrell Pryor. If you might remember that ninety yard run that yep. he had, ninety three yards ago. still holds the NFL record. They lost at the Chiefs last year. They lost to the Chiefs another time when the Chiefs were down. They barely got past the Tyler Palco uh, Chiefs a few years ago. I think. Funnily enough, like, they, I, like I remember. Maybe you're just a little scarred by it no 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 that, no because i'm telling you, i'm i it's a, it's a legit thing and they are uh, just statistically they score way more points at home than they do on the road i think it's 30 31 points per game at home and 22 uh, on the road so i mean there's that but the dolphins are just so bad especially in the secondary where the steelers happen to right. be very good at throwing the ball i know but they got humiliated the titans rolling in there and beating them that's a pretty dark place you have to rise up or your or your season's just uh, yeah i don't know a complete do you think that rising Maybe up, you think that rising their season up, already that's... isn't in right yeah like bad yeah. I mean, they don't have any good players. I well, that's I mean, something I love. They have to, a few, but I love talking with guys like Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones Drew about that. What happens when you're in mid-October and you realize, wow, I mean, our season is is finished. We have no chance of the playoffs. Where do you go from there? How do you get yourself mentally right for that as an individual and as a team? It's easier to do as an individual because you have money on the line, but collectively, this is a tough spot to be in. If you're the Dolphins, and maybe Gase can rally them and say. Have some dignity, fellas. Or I, I think that's the best that they can do at this point because they will get beaten. It's just how much they get beaten by. 
Mm. All right. Anybody with all that said, anybody want to throw the red challenge flag here? Everybody's going Steelers. Nah, do it. All right. I'm going to yeah. go Steelers too. All right. Next up, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots. If you haven't heard the news, Tom Brady <laughs> back <laughs> after missing four games for I don't know what what he was up to, but anyway, he's here now. He's getting he a He was on vacation. Yeah, he was definitely on some vacation. I had yeah. a big game against Cleveland, of course, in fantasy and otherwise. Those points only count for half when you're playing against the Browns. Now <laughs> they sweet. have true. A more legitimate foe from the same state of Ohio, and as it happens, and as Damashek foretold in the preseason, these Bengals were going to fall back a little bit without Hugh Jackson, without a viable number two, although Tyler Boyd, I do think, is going to get better and better, but no excuse me, no Tyler Eifert out there and so on. Now they're two and three, and they're going to Foxborough. Harmon, choose. I am going to go with New England. I mean, I think Cincinnati. Oh, right. I forgot the rules. Given Now let's discuss it and we'll figure it out. And then we'll see if somebody wants to throw the red challenge flag at it. I'm going to go with New England as well by a decent amount. But I do think the good thing about New England being up and presumably for a good deal of the game is I think that'll mean a lot of points for A.J. Green because Andy Dalton and A.J. Green have had a great connection on deep passes. I think the game script flows out that New England will go up big. They're going to – day is going to have to throw from behind. I think A.J. Green has a good day. I'm trying to find something positive yeah. for people from the Midwest. My so people. no shot for the Bengals. Neither one I, of you. Well, I think your that. argument that you made for the Dolphins is actually more applicable here. The Bengals are coming off a pretty embarrassing loss in Dallas. I would say that Very they probably have more of a bounce-back game of like, hey, let's not get humiliated two weeks in a row. I don't think that they win the game, but I think they have a better shot than, than the team you Well, they actually have good players. Exactly. They have good <laughs> players who could do it. And well, it's it's Fontes perfect is back, so that's good. Funny coincidence that we're on to that the you know that the famous on to Cincinnati, mm. Cincinnati probably the Patriots are going to be on. That may be the hungry Bengals. for skyline chili. I know the. Game I don't the like the skyline chili. I don't get that's like one of the all. worst no. local pro, when, uh, uh, for a town to be famous for a certain food item, I think that is near the bottom. Down there with toasted ravioli in good. St. Louis. I like it. Mm. I, I like never, Skyline. I like chili. I just think it's, like, I don't like tons of, like, real spicy things. So sometimes, like, like huh. real spicy buffalo wings or stuff can be, like, like make me cry. So for me, I like the Skyline chili. I also that, well, liked, that's exactly right it is. It's just tepid, watered I, down. I also liked how much they liked it there. People were like, you have to try it. This is so exciting. They're like, okay. Uh, see, Norm, I'm the other <laughs> way. I like, to, I like to tell people that that thing that you like is actually bad. So. <laughs> I, I resent the people of Cincinnati for, <laughs> for telling me that in my limited time here in your city, that's what I have to go and eat. There's that is pretty disappointing when you get let down, when everybody hypes something up and you're like, well, this was what I came here for. Oh, I can't wait for all the tweets about Permandi sandwiches. <gasps> Permandi Brothers is good. Yeah, it is very good. It's great. I love Permandi Thank Brothers. You. See, we went from good to great in the span of You know, you can order them. I'll order them for you for Christmas out here. You can get them out here. I did know that. In mm -hmm. fact, they're expanding across uh, Football America. So All right. Smart. We got sidetracked. Vontez Perfect <laughs> is back. The defense is much better. The team is better with him out there. Um, I think a little bit too much has been made about his maturity level. I mean, we see we see him for 60 minutes, and what a transformation as an individual he is. Either way, I do think <laughs> the Bengals really need this one. I just happen to think that Tom Brady is on a mission this year, and practically speaking, as we've talked about a great deal here, there's just no matchup for what they can do with Bennett and Gronk. There's no 
NFL team constructed with personnel when they see a certain when they throw pass personnel in there on defense and they're going to run the ball at you and vice versa and I don't know what the answer is to that I don't think I think Bengals. the answer is Josh McDaniels gets another chance right. coaching somewhere next yeah. year mm. completely agree with you about that so he may not be able to take those I think he's going to be Indianapolis red too. challenge flag ooh, segment ooh. I like that red challenge <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody want to throw the challenge flag here all Patriots all right wow. next up here it is. It's the game Cynthia Freeland says she's most excited to watch in week six. It's the Chiefs. It's the Raiders. It's an AFL dandy. Red pants at the silver and black. Handsome Hank. Choose. I am picking the Raiders for this game. All right. What do we think about this? A classic, and we'll see more of this in the AFC West as the season wears on here. Even better uh, you know, uh, unstoppable object and move, what, what, move, uh, uh, unstoppable force. How's that go? Sure. <laughs> Science yeah. lady. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually agree unstoppable with force, movable object. Yeah. Both Broncos defense, Raiders uh, offense, and uh, flip those things upside down. That's going to be fun. But this is sort of a similar thing. Although I do think Jamal Charles. You know, I'm waiting for his breakout here. A little delayed because of the comeback from the knee injury. Harmon, how say you? I, I'm going to actually go with the Chiefs. So I like it. I'm going Raiders by in a close one. I just think that what we've seen out of that offense overcoming the deficiency in their defense, they've had to keep scoring points over and over again. They've done it from Michael Crabtree corrected the drops he had last season. Now Amari Cooper seems to be getting more involved. They've got to they they're making their running back group work even though it's not fun for fantasy. It's still it's working for them, right? So for me, I think it's a close one. The home team takes it. What is the the score on this defense? It seems like they really had, you know, I know Carl Joseph, a new piece on the back end there, but that can't be that big a deal. I mean, maybe he'll improve as the season wears on. But as I a, liked as Carl Joseph when I watched his tape in college. I thought he was hitter. really good. I love him. Yeah, he's one of the He's, he's an classes. enforcer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, overall, they have some nice pieces on defense. Why is it so crummy? Any thoughts? Sometimes it just takes something to gel. And I also think that the way that those corners are constructed, they're both big physical press corners. And I think we've seen the smaller receivers like Willie Sneed, guys that can get off the jam well, fast guys like Brandon Cooks get over on those bigger corners. So I think maybe there's like too much of one thing in the secondary, but also like – Khalil Mack's a great player, but he's not like a he's not like Von Miller, like Ooh, a pass be careful rusher. With that. I, I know people be get really people get really offended. I but really like him. I, I love I love. He's him. had a slow a, start. I think he's a great player too, but I just think that he's more of like a complete package than like an elite sack pressure guy. Or at least he hasn't been this season. So he Cynthia, hasn't been this season because he was at times. Last he also year. collected like five of his sacks, I think, in one game last year. I will say, Cynthia, it is interesting when you go in on this. I think the overarching opinion of football fans is Khalil Max, one of the three or five best defensive players in the league. But there are a lot of guys who you can talk to in these hallways who say Khalil Mack is very good, but he's not as good as he's sort of hyped up to be. It's a lot easier to be good when you have DeMarcus Ware on the other side, when you have all of the pieces that Denver brought. I'm, and I am in no way diminishing what Von Miller has done. He is absolutely elite, and he's worth every penny that they paid him. Let me just be clear on that. But what I am saying is when you're one piece of a better, like a really amazing collective unit, like so you've seen it now in 
Houston with J.J. Watt out, they haven't p- performed as well on defense as they have with J.J. Watt in, even though they have the same other people surrounding cast, right? And on and on it, the same thing kind of in Oakland. They need to get a few more pieces for some balance to really see what Khalil Mack is made of. I don't necessarily think he's – I don't necessarily Bruce think Bruce Irvin was supposed to be that guy this year. So, Mario so Edwards, like, another like second-year right. player they're counting yeah. he's not played yet. So Right. So to me, they, they have to get a few more of those pieces in place so that you can get the balance that Denver enjoys. We're watching a really balanced. I mean, where are they deficient in defense? Coverage linebacker. Where are Tevin they? Coleman I showed that last. Okay, week, but, but but no, but to your your. You correct. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where is their like hole? So to me, that all of the stats get boosted when they work. Where is there. their hole? Not, oh, no, see, I'm still playing the Demarcus. <laughs> hey, um, <I> hate puns. <laughs> hey, you hate. I mean, what uh, what, do you, what like? do you love besides uh, how I met your mother? Your puppy. I love my dog. Yeah. Yeah, do you know he doesn't drink beer this year? This just month? for this month, oh, I think yes. it's ridiculous. We've, we've discussed yeah. this. Armin doesn't drink, but he beer. does drink booze. It's fine. It's not. He's right. not. It's he's not, not like not an really alcohol thing. It's yeah. like a self-test. Yeah. Like, can I not drink beer? Yeah, I don't. I don't Got it. And I'm passing. I'm not having fun with it though. But I, don't I am care for that test. choice. That's a. Weird You're almost thing. halfway. Very weird. To <sighs> doesn't do. feel that way. All right. So handsome. Where did we start out with your pick? I started out and I said the Raiders. He's going to throw. Who's going to throw the red challenge flag at handsome? I'm going Chiefs, so I throw the red challenge flag as well at him. I like the Chiefs in this one. I think Andy Reid writes the ship. He has a great record coming off the bye. I think that's uh, something to uh, not so secret uh, stat to take a look at. All right, Ravens remade. Perhaps who knows? They still have Joe Flacco as their quarterback. And I've been saying this uh, quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Bucky Brooks here of NFL Media will support me on this. The notion, and you see the Ravens fall into this trap. Somehow they, they they get amnesia every season or two. Maybe Joe Flacco can carry this offense. And then they get a few games or halfway through the season, and they realize, oh, yeah, he's not that good consistently. <laughs> he just hey, that- There's a lot of guys who aren't consistently that good and that don't have rings. Or A-ring. Listen, I know he had the glorious four-game stretch there, and he's always nails in Heinz Field, and yet he just doesn't show up week after week, season after season. All right, Cynthia. You can think of other guys with a ring that also could be set up, too. Probably with in, the this, ring? in this game. Actually, probably right. in the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, oh, this, I didn't realize. This is the Elite Bowl. This is it. <laughs> this is it. This is on display for you. If you like your QBs Elite, this is the matchup for you. Cynthia Freeland. You ready for this? The Ravens. The uh, Giants. Upset. Choose. Ravens by a smidge. Is that an upset? Ooh. Officially? I don't know. Home team typically is, when in a close True. one, a home team typically right. gets the the edge. So to me, since they're not the home If it's a coin flip, then you would say the Giants are the favorite. On a neutral field, you would say the Giants are then the favorite because they get to play in Jersey in this one. Handsome, what do you think? I actually disagree. I'm going to say that the Giants do are the home team and they are slightly (laughs) will win by a smidge as well. I think that, I, you know, the the thing that I keep waiting for, I think a lot of people anticipated and, uh, you know, the transition from Coughlin to McAdoo the reason that they had to move on from Coughlin, and there was a lot made about why didn't Coughlin discipline Odell Beckham in the Panthers game against Josh Norman or whatever else, and things started to spiral downward from there. But, you know, they couldn't lose McAdoo was the real uh, the real issue there. They had to retain him because he it, it appeared he had fixed Eli Manning to some degree. Mm. And when you talk about Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard, and Odell Beckham, well, of course, they, that offense has to succeed, and yet here we are still waiting for the breakout. But without a running back. Right, which has always been, you know, the thing that that Eli has needed when he's been at his best. He's had a decent running game, and there just isn't one that, one there right now at all. 
and it's a different skill set to be a head coach and an offensive right. coordinator. Like we always overlook that. We'd look at the hottest offensive coordinator or the hottest defensive coordinator and you think, oh, they're just going to be the next head coach, but it's completely different skills. Yeah, well, absolutely true, and it works both ways. I don't think Herman Edwards would be much of a coordinator or, right. or a position coach, but, you know, that overarching head man, you know, the the, the swagger. He's walking. really fun to listen to talk. Yeah, live walking fun. into the position rooms, but I, I, I when you watched him on that Chiefs hard knocks, it always struck me like, well, how good could this team be with this guy running the show? Right. He, he doesn't seem to know anything that's going on with any given situation on his own team. And then you see guys like Mike Munchak, who has trained transformed the Steelers offensive line, but just seemed to not be able to hack it as the head man. Um, Wade Phillips, I guess you could throw out there. There are a number Phillips, of examples yeah. at it around the league. Um, Jim Schwartz, maybe, although he might get a, yeah. a he might get another here. look. Yeah, I don't like him. Oh, true. he's really, really Lions. good at being com- being a defensive coordinator, but he, he, is, he, oh, yeah. he really Lions broke my heart fan. in Detroit. All right. So what do we say here? <laughs> Cynthia Freeland predicts the Ravens in an upset. Anyone want to throw the red challenge flag here? Do it. Do- I'm throwing. I'm throwing. I'm <laughs> on Giants. Everyone. I got it. What a laundry. <laughs> wow. That was a sweep. You got uh, pummeled in red flags. All right. That's okay because when we put up the, the graphic next exactly. week, then we'll, I'll get a little – I'll go up on everyone. I just think that that's this is a good, good matchup for Eli. If he's going to turn this thing around, this is this a good is matchup. You think that's the yeah. matchup? I think like – T-Sizzle? I don't know. You think so? T-Sizzle's old and has one leg. This This was one of those games that I picked and I was like – I don't really have a good reason for picking the Giants, other than I think like Odell has to get they going at, at some, some point. point. Exactly. Yeah, like they're due. Yeah, like that, which is so stupid to be like, well, they're due, but I really do feel like they are due. You know, they they don't. Their defense is kind of crumbling. They can't protect the passer. Eli's not playing well. They can't run the ball. But it's like, I yeah, got. I got. I think they got to get off the schneid at some point. I think this is the week. I I know that there's no science to that, but I completely agree yeah. with that. Line. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this can't, Odell Beckham can't be mediocre for an entire. Right. Season, and the flip right? side is that the defense at some point has to be able to get pressure on a quarterback. I mean, with all the money that they've spent there, the one guy they've who does better. show up, the one thing you do see is JPP. You know, yep. when you watch the Giants play, he is uh, he is. Uh, more often than not, dominating the line. Their biggest problem is they don't have any depth. Like they are not rotating those guys in. Well, and out. they've They're, been hurt. Yeah, right? because they Rogers have had injuries. I mean, yeah, they they played last week, but Eli Apple and Dominic Rogers Camardi didn't play like two yeah. games or something. I, so. I believe yeah, it was, it was a couple games. Or two something flawed like that. teams on display in New Jersey for you there. Collectively, we say the Giants <laughs> will get past the Ravens, but Freeland's picking the upset. Lastly, <laughs> speaking of flawed teams, it's the Jaguars. Mm. It's the Bears. A mi- not a mile high in the Windy City is where they're going to play this game. Soldier Field. Matt Harmon. Choose. <laughs> I'm taking Jags. All right. What do we think about that pick there? I get Blake this Bortles. ready. Well, Blake Bortles had a pretty good game. Damashek foretold that he would over across uh, the sea. Handsome Hank was there in uh, person to see this. Was. Handsome, any insight that you picked up from these Jaguars? Um, and I, I know you delighted being with your countrymen where they all say it properly. Ameri- Jaguars. 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 But it has gotten a little, <laughs> as I've pointed out too, the English have gotten a little bit smarmy with the, it's Jaguars. Mm. It's the Jaguars. Everybody knows that. But now when you hear English people say it, they really over enunciate. Now it's, now it's just turned into this weird sound like Jaguars. Yeah, but it's, it's a very simple. You Jaguars. Americans don't know how to say our word. It's Jaguars. That's oh how you boy. say it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Always good right. when we get into the intercontinental heat. Right. That's right. I mean, so, like, I actually grew up in Europe, 
and I had English teachers, so I came back with a little bit of a British accent when I moved back to Michigan. Mm. So I feel like we have a little bit of a right. bond here. I could, you, I could still hear it. When you when a team <laughs> wins a big game and uh, and little pieces Brilliant. of paper falls down. No. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no, what, but the little pieces of paper fall down from the from the sky in celebration. What do you call that, little, those pieces of paper? Confetti. How does Handsome say it? Confetti. Confetti! It's my favorite of all his words. It is. Dave pulled that one out pretty early. Ask him Ask him about like those packs people wear in America, what they're called. What are those called? Bum bags. Yeah, because that... Oh, I've never, never heard that before. Yep, because, never heard that before. Because the, what we call is not, not a that nice is, word that in England. That means something different. Very different. Bum bag. The F word. Yes. Oh. I've never heard that. I've, yep. I'm, this is new to me, too. Yeah. Dropping knowledge right here. No kidding. <laughs> My favorite word for all English people to say is strawberry. I thought it was war. I like war. War, well, that, I war like, is intense. War is, war. war. There is not an English TV show or movie in which that is not a subject. Mm-hmm. And they, Don't play it, war boy. Wow. <laughs> You're pretty good at that. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's uh, a lot of practice. Any, All right. in, what were we talking any about? Any insight here? Where, what are we talking about? Well, the guy, <laughs> the guy, legitimately. We're, well, of course, we're talking about the Jags and Bears. Oh, what else sorry, do you think we're talking about? Such a professional. <laughs> the, we're talking about the Jaguars and the uh, and the Bears, and I think Chris Ivory is about due here. What do we think about that? Hmm. No, you. Uh, I don't know. I mean, in that game, actually, t- in London, T.J. Yeldon looked. He did have a little breakout. Good there. enough to that. Chris Ivory wasn't needed. It was against the I Colts, have Yeldon though. with yeah. a better projection than Ivory. Do you? Okay. Mm-hmm. What about the passing game? Is Bortles, are we are we thinking against this Bears defense? He has a shot here. Well, yes. I think they're, yeah. so, they're so undermanned in the secondary. They have injuries. They don't really get a ton of pressure on the quarterback either that I think this is a good game for him. He's been much better statistically out of the pocket than he has been inside the pocket, so I could see them getting him on the move a little bit. and. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they could try. It would be nice. And, you know, they got Allen Robinson, who's the greatest player ever. So <laughs> That is your uh, – he is uh, the eye, uh, the object of your affection. Cynthia, John Fox seems in the and the Bears as a group seem to be committed to Brian Hoyer over Jay Cutler. This is uh, – this is there. I don't know what bigger indictment there could be of a uh, franchise QB that we'd rather go with Hoyer. I actually have the the Bears pulling this one out at home. Mm. I I know partly because of how good Jordan Howard has been on the ground. Mm-hmm. When you have a really efficient run game and John Fox, if for whatever you want to say about how he feels about his quarterback, it's pretty clear that if you have an over five yards per carry running back, he's your man. So that's kind of to me that ability to lean on that run game to me makes it that mm-hmm. just pushes them over the edge. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I don't think that the Bears fans are going to get to leave in the third quarter because they're up by 30. I think it's going to be a closer game, and I think the Bears pull it out at home. Howard, right. Howard's busting a lot of John Fox narratives too, like, oh, he always runs a committee. Howard's played over 90% of the snaps both of his games. But John Fox doesn't John trust Fox, rookies. John Fox runs a committee when his running backs aren't efficient. When you have yeah. a, an efficient running back he he will, or an efficient something. Or when you take through. two running backs in the first round then you play both of them. Like, <laughs> well that's handsome. like a that's different <laughs> i love the i love this uh the these two uh, the dynamic gum. i, yeah, I yeah, like it very too. much that because they I know like about, listening they lo- they know about numbers <laughs> yeah. and stuff like you and i just like we uh, just have feelings <laughs> this oh, you one i love feelings this so game you you used to be a war that's what <laughs> yeah. handsome yeah. and i talk about yeah. like, we, we just talk in platitudes you know yeah. but but this actually had yeah. uh, some some numbers to it and some some bad statitude Oh my God. A little bad statitude. What's happening. Bad statitude, indeed. All right, Kent Brown. 
Uh, we'll miss you, fella. Best wishes to you going forward here. Enjoy the rest of your college football season. Look at him. He's, what, a, what a camera. Hi, Kent. Hawk, the Kent, Kent shirt. Um, Cynthia, thank you for coming back. Let's uh, let's make a regular thing of it. The great yes. Cynthia Freeland again, I'll, game I'll day morning. Make sure my hair is dry. NFL fan. It is not live and beyond. Really. Matt Harmon speaking of great NFL.com. You find all of his fantasy insights there. Are you still doing that? Uh, oh wait, w- wait a second. We his next gen stuff needs to be hyped more because it is so good. Oh, thank you. I should be working on it right now. I wait a don't second. Tell them. <laughs> Did we all make our pick on the Jag? No, you didn't. Yeah, you we, did kind of. We need to throw say a lot. And I have some a little bit of news to report to you too that might change one of your other picks. But just saying. Okay, go ahead, lay it on us. Okay, so we'll fin- make your pick on here, and then I'll and then I'll tell you the news. Oh, okay. We don't. Yeah, we got to wrap it up here. We'll, okay. We'll we'll do that after the fact. In fact, Cynthia Freeland, plug your Twitter account. And you can tweet it out. C Freeland at Twitter or at C Freeland, whatever. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter dot com. I don't ever. Yeah. At Twitter.com. I'm taking the Jags, by the way, just to yeah, yeah. make it okay. clear. Everybody's on board. Except, except throw, Cynthia. Throw it. Again. Throw it. Right. Well, no, but you, You're you, the we need to throw it at you. need to throw you it know. at him. I need to throw it at you. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll be back with more hooey and applesauce for you after week six, and uh, we'll get you ready for week seven. In the meantime. Hey, Dave. Yes. Why was the pterodactyl eating a worm? Why? Because mm. it was an early bird. <laughs> I love it. It's the earliest of all it's birds. the earliest bird. That was a good one, Emma Thank VP. You, you can much. laugh. All right, here we go. We'll, uh, we'll talk with you next week in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.